0: My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Take a stitch. Amazing. How's everybody doing today?
1: I hope everyone's doing great. I'm inter- doing okay. How are, are you doing? Are you enjoying
0: your summer? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, going so fast. It is going fast. My kids, like, so we're in July now, and I think July 1st, my kids were like, the summer's almost over. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is your first month of no school because- school full full month. Yeah. The school, in, school ends, like, beginning of June-ish. Yep. For us here in uh, sunny Southern California. Yep, yep. And they're like, it's almost over. We're going to have to go back to school. I don't want to go to school. And then my oldest, of course, is like, I'm going to tenure high now. Oh, and like, yeah, we scary. have to do so much more stuff for the summer. I'm like, guys, come down. Chill. It's we're, summer. We're in the summer right now. Right. Is it. We're good. Don't e- let it go by. It.
1: I do that too, though. I, I tend to like think ahead. Yeah. And I don't enjoy, like, the present. And I'm like, gosh, be, darn it. Stop it.
0: Be in the moment. Right. Enjoy the present.
1: Zen.
0: <laughs> I get it, um, though. Oh. But, yeah,
1: summer, man. It's just going so fast. It always does every every year. And I think the older we get, the faster
0: it goes, too. Well, yeah. I think especially when you have kids and then they start hitting school, mm-hmm. you're measuring your days by True. your years by the school year. and And right. they just fly so fast. I don't like Summer. it, oh, no, no, no. but summer's good. It's okay. Summer's fun.
1: Yeah. What's got you in stitches, though?
0: Oh, so this is a good one. Are you ready? I'm ready. We had a mom date. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. We get to go out of the house.
1: We don't get these very
0: often, no, this everybody. No, is, this is our second one in, in a year. Because oh last my year gosh. we went on a mom trip. That's right. And then it was it was a little over a year ago. Yeah. And so this is like our next thing that we went out and did. We and it wasn't Monday. even like
1: an overnight thing. It was like, let's go see a movie. Okay. <laughs> we wanted to do some paranormal investigations, but it costs
0: so much. Oh, well, it was. Yeah. It was really so expensive. Money. So we, we passed on that. And instead yep. we saw the movie that we're going to talk about movie time Yay! today. But so I never go out. I My husband and I have been doing date nights recently, which is nice. Right. Right. But my youngest, who is eight, was like, mommy, I want to make you look pretty when you go out with, so cute. with Mrs. Hovland today. And I'm like, OK. And so she did my hair.
1: <laughs> She's so sweet. She loves that stuff. And I love that.
0: Oh, she did my hair and she gave me some jewelry. And you know, I rarely go out, and when your eight year old wants to do your hair, you just say, "Okay, sure, Mom. Yeah, yeah, sure baby. <laughs> let's do this." So I had I only had one ponytail, so that was nice. But <laughs> no, did it did have one? a lot of it did have a lot of things in it. So I had oh, so well, cute. I had a scrunchie on my wrist, but then I also had a scrunchie in my hair, and I had like a, a flowery thing on my scrunchie in my hair and I think I had another ponytail I just felt like I kept pulling things out of my hair (laughs) and then and then I had a headband that had a flower on it you're so cute it was like pink and frilly yeah it was you know eight year old pretty so yeah and then I show up and I'm like my daughter trusts me and then Nicole just starts laughing it was so cute though but I stayed that way the whole time you did great yay I was impressed yeah I'm like well you know it's fine. I'm never gonna see any of these people again. But oh my gosh, have you guys been to the movies lately? <laughs> Angela hasn't. <it. laughs> I yeah, we, we you know, we always watch things on streaming. Like uh-huh. we, we rarely go to a movie and so we went to see the movie that we're gonna talk about and and we were in a prime theater. It's called prime. This prime. is new to
1: me. I've never been in, into what's called a prime. Theater. Oh
0: my gosh. You guys, they are like full on lazy boys. I was texting my husband while I was in there. I'm like, this is la-. I'm like in a lazy boy. It's a full on <laughs> recliner chair. <laughs> And Angela it's has like not been to the movies big, in a while. uncomfortable and you're just like reclining and then the seats vibrate with what's happening with the movies. That's, right. so that's pretty cool.
1: I've been to theaters though. This is what, this is maybe why you've been so long. Uh-huh. I've been to theaters where your seat reclines, but uh-huh. it also has a heat and cooling.
0: <gasps> what? Yes,
1: it has heat and cooling.
0: Movies are fancy, you guys. <laughs> That's amazing. Like having a bar at a movie theater is a new thing for me. There right? was a bar at the movie yep. theater. I was like, what? Yes. That's
1: crazy. There's a, a movie theater in Simi Valley that I love where you can, you get your food ordered and it delivers to you. Right. So it's like, what? A, yeah, they deliver your food. Yes. You Guys. can order from a menu. They deliver it to your seat. And and some of them, the twenty one and over, you can get your drinks delivered to what? your seat too. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that amazing?
0: What? Yeah, I heard. Um, I was I live on the Mom Rock station that I listened to. <laughs> Mom Rock. Mom Rock. So the uh, the DJ was talking about how she goes to this. There's this one movie theater that's popular in, uh, like some Scandinavian country, but they're bringing it to the U. S. Where it's like a bed what it's not a recliner you're no, in no, no, a no, no, bed no, no. Don't do with covers and pillows no and you can eat your popcorn i will in fall bed. asleep i know i'm no. like i don't want to go to pay money <laughs> i want
1: to watch the movie i don't want to pay you know 20 bucks for a movie because that's how much it costs right? now
0: i had to have a big soda to, to make sure that i wouldn't <laughs> fall asleep because <laughs> it was a movie at night and i'm like ah oh, this is when so i fall asleep you imagine if you have a bed uh i would not be awake no but like i don't want to be in bed where other people were that's in bed true. like do they you change the they're sheets. I know, but it's are like they changed constantly? That's what I'm like, asking. Like, do they change the sheets between the uh, movies? I don't think movies? it's going to work in the U.S. Mm-hmm. People are g- gross. Yeah. And
1: then you imagine couples? Ew. Ew. No. no. Yeah.
0: Don't bring <laughs> black lights to those movie theaters, <laughs> <Ew>. guys. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that one. But it was awesome. Thank you for the mom date. Yes! That was cool. So that that's was what really has my stitches. It was so yeah. fun. Yay! Yeah
1: so glad we got to go out me too it was weird because usually when angela and i hang out together it's like okay podcast 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 kids podcast podcast yeah food, podcast podcast and it was like uh so let's talk about something else besides I know. and then i was like talk about my kids
0: uh, well <laughs> it's you, your mom you can't help it i mean nope. that's what our lives center around are our children so, so much it's fine but what i think is hilarious like when nicole and i get together we take moments where i'm like this is what's going on with me and I just like (laughs) vent everything out on her and then she turns around and vents everything out on me and we kind of like go back and forth in the venting process before we're able to actually have a conversation together. <laughs> <laughs> do you notice that we do that? We do that.
1: We're good at that.
0: And that's okay. Cause that's our style. Yeah. I think it's the air sign things that we're both like, we have to orbit <laughs> for a little bit before we can come and ground ourselves. <laughs> the, <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> it's like, this is on our mind. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. I like it. But the, like, but we're like in sync with the orbit. Exactly. Thing. It doesn't annoy me. No. Do that I don't think it annoys you. No, not that. at all. Because we're not talking to each other. We're just talking about things that are going on. Yeah. And then we come together and then we talk about yeah. things. <laughs> but
1: see, my my air sign, my Gemini, I'm a talker. That's all we do. Yeah. Like, we love to talk. So yeah. I don't care what you do. Go ahead, talk
0: at me. <laughs> yeah, talk at me, that's fine. I uh, will talk at you. Exactly. And then we will have a conversation. And then we'll together. actually <laughs> we're fun oh, i love it it I works love it. it was so much fun so thank you for taking of me of course out. that was so much fun so what has you in stitches oh it's another kid thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry to those who don't have kids and they listen to us banter about our kids but hey this is what you get to look forward to if you ever do have kids you don't have
0: to <laughs> or I'm take hoping... this as your warning sign <laughs> exactly I was like,
1: I'm ho- and if you don't have kids hey then you can live through us but i had a question for the the world and you okay yeah so what do you do when you have a kid who is so hyper focused on something so it could be (laughs) it could be an idea it could be a thing or any of the above right so I have my oldest who just like was watching YouTube which I let him now because at one point I didn't because there's a lot of things that are a little bit too much for them yeah but he found this like Ben 10 watch
0: Ben 10. Yeah, which
1: is, Ben 10's old. Is it? Yeah. That's not even making Ben 10 anymore, right? I, I, I don't think so. Right? Okay. Yeah. So he found this watch, and he's like, I can play games on it, and it looks really cool. Can I have it? I was like, oh, well, let's look at it later, maybe for Christmas, because right. that's my answer always. Maybe for Christmas. Yeah, maybe for Christmas. So f- he was, like, so, like, in it that, like, right when we were reading before bedtime, which we do every day, is, can we look for it? I'm like, fine. I looked on Amazon. Oh. Can't find it.
0: Oh, good. Yes, that's good. I can't find it. Yeah.
1: But then he's like, well, I want to look. You didn't let me look. I was like, fine, look a little bit. And then he's like, oh, and he it's non-existent." So he woke up and then so he went to bed and he Uh was bummed. Yeah. He woke up in the morning, was still bummed. I'm Uh, like, dude, sleep didn't let you go. Get over it. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, can I look on my computer? I'm like, fine, go look, go look. Right. So he looks and he's like, I found it. Like right away. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Sure, sure. I'm like, no, I know he didn't. So he looks, he's like, shows me. I'm like, no, honey, this is what we saw on Amazon. That's like 80 bucks and it doesn't do anything. <gasps> it doesn't do anything. It's like projects, pictures. And I'm like, you're going to play with this for like a day and then you're going to leave it just like your other toys. But I really want it. I'm oh, like, no.
0: so mom
1: being the nice one. like yeah. I was like,
0: You're a sucker for I your am. kids. I am. You were so, such a sucker. I
1: spoiled, but I'm like, no, no, no. I said, 10 days like this is what I learned for adults too I said give it 10 days and uh-huh. if you still really want it we'll talk about it because that's what you're supposed to do as an adult right? right like if you really really want something give yourself 10 yes. days
0: don't give in to the impulse no see if you really want it yeah. exactly
1: because I'm impulsive so yeah. I have to live by that too <laughs> that's where he gets this a little bit from but so then he's still focused on it and he writes a Christmas list oh. We're in July, <laughs> people. he writes a Christmas list and then my, his, my dad his dad my husband comes out and he's the one that puts his foot down. He's like, he just basically said what I said. You're never going to play with it again. You get focused on something. You, you're you not going to want it. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's so bummed. He
0: was so mm-hmm.
1: bummed. But like, what do you do with those kids? Like, how do you get them out of that? Like, how do you snap them out?
0: They need to learn about disappointment. So it's OK. Right? He'll snap out of it eventually.
1: So just be like, no
0: yeah just say no put your foot down and say okay. no and it sucks because if he's anything like my kids they won't let it go right and they're gonna be bummed for days and they're just gonna and you gonna mope and then you're gonna get to a point where you're just gonna wanna say fine just stop like anything to stop <laughs> but they know that you're gonna get to that point so they will keep doing that mopey like they're trying uh, to get at uh, you right yeah until you give in cause oh, that's they know Tears that it works at me
1: I hate it I hate to yeah. see my kids sad but like you said, it's a life lesson.
0: It's a life lesson. Ah, oh, it's cute, yeah. man. He's not gonna. <laughs> my animals are fighting right yeah, now. Yeah, they're cute. My my dog thinks that it's her job to tell the cat what to do, and but so the cat was cl- the cat her was thing. clawing on his scratching <laughs> post, but it was making noise, oh, and so oh, Rosie's Rosie, like, Good podcasting, dog. <laughs> You're a good dog. <laughs> She's doll. gonna come back to the couch to lay down. Come on. Thanks, Rosie.
1: But yeah, so I just, it's funny. The, my oldest is like that. Maybe he gets a little bit from me, that impulsive mm-hmm. side. But then I just, it's so hard to like, cause oh, it's hard. Yeah. I know he's not going to play with it. Yeah.
0: No, he's not. Like once it's not going to be as awesome as what he's built it up in his head. Right. Thanks, YouTube. Thanks, ads. A, yeah, <laughs> stupid YouTube. I mean, they they always make things like super awesome. Right. Always, I mean, it's their job to that's make toys a, look yeah. amazing, and then they are nothing like that nothing. in reality.
1: But it's I so. think I blame YouTube and the unboxing stupid videos. Oh, the unboxing the, It's like videos. so fancy and new, and you unbox it, and you're so excited. But then at the end that's of all, the day, that's Well, that's
0: the excitement is the unboxing. Right. That's all they want. They don't want the toys yes. they just want the excitement of unboxing it and getting so, something yeah do your kids do this because mine do this they Act like they're in one of those unboxing videos. Anytime they open anything, really, and they describe what they're opening, and they talk about it, (laughs) and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you guys, this is." While they're opening it, yeah. You're not on a hidden
1: camera. You're not on YouTube.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's the world that they are growing up in. Crazy that people talk like that when they're doing or gaming. Yes, I was going to say my husband's playing a video game. My oldest through it. My
1: oldest just narrates the whole time. I are like, stop. He's like, okay.
0: And then he keeps doing it. Yeah, because like, they can't oh. not. They That's what they hear what they, yep, they when they're up. watching these gamers game. They're hearing them just, oh, my gosh, you guys. Yes. And they're like, oh, can you believe <laughs> it? This is so OP. Oh, my gosh, this is so OP. And <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Oh, you're right. it's crazy. Different generation. Yes, man. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got five years on you, so you you're do. not that old. No. That, those <laughs>
1: five years probably went by just as fast. Right? I
0: don't think that I am 45 turning 46 this year. I think that I'm somewhere maybe in my 30s. That's mentally But it's so weird because I was like looking back. I was like, oh, when did that happen? I'm like, oh, crap. That was like 30 years ago. Isn't that crazy? It's so weird. I don't like it. I learned to drive 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's so weird. My oldest was asking me because she's 12. She's turning 13 and going into junior high. and and, And she's like, Man, I don't think that I'm that old. And I'm like, well, honey, I'm like 45 and I don't think that I'm that old. I exactly. Think I'm, you know, Do you remember 30s. when you
1: were her age, too, and looking at your parents who were that age?
0: They were old. You, they were old to you. Yeah, they were old. And now, I- <laughs> and now, I'm, now old I'm older than they were, right? <laughs> yep. So, I mean, I think my mom was 30 when she had me and I was 32. 233 when I had my oldest so yeah it was
1: weird man we're old anyway
0: (laughs) Uh, kids listen to us whine
1: <laughs> <laughs> well if you guys want to whine to us you can too
0: yes you can you can always email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com and let us know what have your kids been doing that <laughs> drive you or nuts. you can
1: even tell us if you don't have kids
0: how's life <laughs> yeah we want to hear from you just talk to us yeah okay all right well should we dive into this week's episode so yeah. i have a really cute stitch i know you do i think it's super cute i want to do it and it's now. very summery yes and it's pretty easy too is it and yeah there's you a couple little that. quirky things to it but most it's it's pretty easy as long as you explain it to me i will explain it okay. in depth and detail and probably overexplain because Good. that's what i do i need it <laughs> i need it <laughs> okay so are we ready to get stitching yeah let's get stitching OK, stitchers. So for this week's stitch, I found this really, really cute little summary detail stitch in a book called A Modern Guide to Textured Crochet. Ooh, who got a- you this book? I bought it off of Amazon, hey, Amazon. <laughs> for apparently 22 bucks. So it's a collection of wonderfully tactile stitches by Lee Sartre. Tori, I've pulled things Mm, from this this. book before. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from her little summer collection. It's called the ice cream cone stitch. And so basically, you're making like a little relief pattern of ice cream cones. And what made me think about this stitch and how cute it is, is it's on the back cover of her. Of her wonderful little book, she made a bag using this stitch, and it's so cute. Isn't that cute? Mm -hmm. Such a cute little stitch. So it's just ice cream cones. You can make your ice cream cones whatever color you want. And basically, the pitfalls that you run into when you're doing this is keeping your yarn from tangling because you are working with multiple colors. And so that's that's the I fun can't part. Do two. How <laughs> my more than two? <laughs> that's the fun part. And you will have lots of tails to weave in at the end. Yay. If you you know, if you want to. I think that if you can make a project using this relief pattern in the round, you're gonna be saving yourself so many more tails to that you won't have to sew in at the end. That's Because smart. if you're doing line by line, you really do have to cut at the end of the line because it is a one sided pattern so the back side will show the the yarn going across where you're not using it the it's color like the color change yes it's like cross stitching <laughs> all your mistakes you, but... are going to be buried in the back yeah, yeah. it is a one sided thing so you know if you want to have less tails try to figure out how to make this into a pattern in the round so if you were making like a basket or something, you just keep going around oh, and around. That's smart. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, or a bag, you can do a bag in the round that way right, too. Right, right. I was going to well. say. It's really cute. So the ice cream cone stitch, you have however many colors you want, but you want to have a base color, which for me is this like mint. It's actually called mint. So it's a really pretty kind of like light turquoisey color. It's mint. <laughs> it's mint. And then you're going to use like a color for the cone, a brown, a beige, something like that in the cone family. Yeah. And then you can get creative in your ice cream color. So I just went with strawberry. So I chose a really fun little bright pink because it's very simmery. Love it. Pink. So the main stitch that you're going to be working with in this is a single crochet. That's going to be your back background as you're single crocheting. So it's not going to work up very fast because you're only gaining a single crochet height the whole time that you're doing it. But the pattern is really fun. So the repeat works in, I believe it is multiples of five. Yeah. So it's multiples of five and then you're going to do plus three at the end. So for my little sample, and we will also hopefully get this pattern in there too. But for my little sample, I did 23 because it's a multiple of 520 mm-hmm. plus three at the end. So I chained 23 and then single crocheted my way back starting in the second chain from the hook. So it's 22 stitches long. So you do a couple rows of single crochet and then you start with the base of the cone. And the base of the cone, it's, it's you're gonna single crochet, basically it's three single crochets and then you're gonna do two doubles in one stitch with your cone color. And then you're going to do four single crochets and then two double crochets for your in your cone color. And then single crochets. You can carry the color change across the back because, again, it is a one sided thing. Mm -hmm. So you can keep carrying the color change. Always make sure that when you're working with two different color yarns, you're going to put one yarn to one side and one yarn to the other side, or one yarn to the front and one yarn to the back so that you aren't getting them tangled when you're flipping back and forth. It can get tricky so you know just kind of be aware with it be aware of it and again i'm cutting my yarn as soon as i finish the row because you're going to start back because it's a one-sided pattern you're always going to start that same color going the same way across so it's easier to just cut it and start over with the next row rather than try to bring it all the way back because it doesn't it's not a return pattern you're not going to work that color going the opposite way Because the opposite way when you're doing the wrong side is basically just a single crochet to get you back Mm -hmm. to working on the right side again. Does that make sense? Yep. So the main thing is, is remembering that when you're changing colors, you don't finish the stitch all the way in the color that you're working in. You're going to pick up the new color to finish that stitch Before you do that next color. I learned that the hard way. I forget all the time (laughs) and I'm constantly having to back out of stitches. Because you forget, right? (laughs) Because you forget. You're like, no, I got to back out and change colors. So my two biggest tips with this is making sure that you are keeping one yarn to the front and one yarn to the back or one yarn on each side so that you aren't crossing the yarn and you aren't getting yourself in a tangled mess. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then just making sure that you remember that, oh, this is where I change colors. So don't finish the stitch. Pick up the new color to change and then, you know, go on to the next one. The stitches are really simple. You're working with mostly single crochets. Then you have some double crochets. You're going to do a couple front post double crochets, which we've talked about before on on Mm -hmm. this podcast. The main different stitch that... I was doing was a cluster of single crochets, which I thought was interesting. So to do a cluster of single crochets or the way that she did this to form the base of the scoop of the ice cream was that she would do, let's see, a single crochet crochet. Two single crochet clusters. So to work them, you're gonna insert your hook into the stitch, yarn over, draw up a loop, a yarn over and draw through one loop. So you're drawing through just one loop. Just one of a single crochet rather than two. So then That's you might have two loops on your hook instead of one loop on your hook. Got it. Or zero loops on your hook. And then you're gonna then you're gonna insert pull. your hook, pull up another loop, yarn over, pull through that one loop, oh. yarn over, pull through all three. Oh gosh. Yeah. So it's a cluster stitch but when you're only doing a single crochet you don't have as many loops on your hook to work with so you're just going to pull through that one yeah so that you no, can that build sense. up that cluster on your hook when
1: you said that i was like what i've never heard of that before
0: yeah that was this is the first time that i've done a single crochet cluster so it was really interesting to to do, to do that yeah and then the rest of it is you know double crochet two together or front post double. so the stitches are not tricky It's really fun, and you get to make this really cute little relief pattern of these ice cream cones. I love it. the way through. So, yeah, it's really cute.
1: It's adorable. You said it didn't look right, but I was like, that looks like an ice cream cone.
0: It does look like an ice (laughs) cream cone. So when I did it, you know, I'm a tight stitcher. So another tip (laughs) is when you're carrying the color through, don't pull it too hard because then, you know, you might warp your pattern a little bit. So some of my my ice creams are a little bit you know pulled tight together so I'm gonna have to work with it and loosen it up a little bit so that they look better especially when we take a picture of this they do look like cotton candy yeah, cones yeah I like that
1: yeah so
0: my question really is really cute yes
1: looking at the like so this book has patterns we posted this a long time ago when we used this book
0: yes it's confusing to me why the patterns. yeah like
1: how this or looks. the charts the charts
0: well okay so this is actually a really cool chart because it does give you a chart key so that you can see when you're chaining which are these ovals those are all chain chaining Kay. which is true and it's taking you back and forth like this so it's right-handed so that must oh. be confusing to you because <laughs> we as lefties we crochet the other way right right just so. the same way how we write right so we're right so you have to kind of (laughs) flip it in your mind yeah flip it in your mind but the crosses are single crochet and then the double when it has a double like that Mm -hmm. double crochet so i mean they have a key to show you when you're going to do this front post double the hook because you're hooking around the double crochet from the row below Mm -hmm. and then this is a chain space where you're doing two double crochets in that chain space does that make sense (laughs) sort of (laughs) when you're looking at it as a big blob you're like that makes no sense but if you're going if you're going row by row you'll see okay this is a row of double right here so it's single single double double in what in the stitch from the row below single single right Mm -hmm. single 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 oh we're going to double crochet around the one from below Then we're going to do two double crochets into this space Interesting. It makes sense. Okay, but if you funny. can't follow the chart, yeah. they do do the pattern. And that's how, step.
1: isn't it funny? Like brains are so different. Like I'm sure some people look at this chart and they're like, I got it. Yeah, I don't. But yeah. when I'm looking at how they explain it, uh-huh. it's like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. That's easier. <laughs> it's weird. I just can't. I don't know. I can't see it. Yeah, that's weird.
0: But that's cool. Yeah. Well, they have it. You know, both ways. So yeah. if you are a visual person and you can read charts, they yeah. have the chart. If you need to read it, step-by-step instructions are right here. This is a really great book that and is it's cool. filled with filled with super awesome ideas and and you get to do a lot of textured fun patterns and it's yeah. That's a good summer pretty one. Simple. Yes, this is a good summer one. Ice cream cone. Ice cream. Cuz who doesn't like ice cream in the summer? Man. I like ice cream anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
1: Well, thanks, Angela. You're
0: welcome. So that's today's stitch. I'm excited for story time. Do you even
1: know what story time is yet? I have no idea. That's Yay! why
0: I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. All right. Story ready? time. Story time.
1: totally uh ruined i almost ruined she doesn't know then good so i was bouncing i was like hey i've got this idea for the podcast and i got this idea and then i like accidentally said one and then i was like shoot i've said the wrong thing but this week's episode is going to be banshees (gasps) (laughs) oh
0: banshees how fun banshees irish lore yes oh I well, I already did the Celtic weave, but I could have I done a Celtic knot. I didn't
1: want to give it to you away, but next oh, time, maybe. oh, okay, yeah. So sorry, everybody. We usually do themes of everything. This week is definitely not <laughs> no, no, nothing. We're just hodgepodge another
0: hodgepodge week. That's okay. I like yeah, it. so
1: I was I was trying to go through so many different. I have so many episodes, guys. I'm so excited um but this week I just wanted to do a random one because of our movie we decided to do our mom date and um but the, a lot of our next ones coming up are going to have a lot of themes to it so
0: Ooh, but theme. yeah
1: so we're going to travel to Ireland
0: yeah, a place I do want to visit one day me too I'm I have a lot of Irish heritage so. I could see that yeah yeah
1: I was right across the pond but I never went I would have. Yeah, loved that's to. true. But yeah. anyway, we're gonna we're gonna focus on what is considered as the wildest and grandest of all the Irish superstitions.
0: Yeah, the banshee. The banshee. Woo-hoo.
1: So the word banshee in old Irish and oh yeah, heads up by the way, there's so many Irish names that I can't pronounce. Nice. I'm very sorry. I won't be
0: able to either. I'm not good at pronouncing names, but no. as it is, but yeah, yeah. Irish. No, I'm it's so do my there's darndest. so many yes that don't make sense to me and I can't
1: do it so I'm very sorry so if anyone's Irish out there and you want to correct me that's awesome okay
0: it took me forever to learn how to say Siobhan because I would always read it as like Siobhan yeah 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 her name Mm -hmm. yeah can't do that
1: now the word banshee in old Irish means woman of the fairy mound or fairy woman because fairies are such a big role. They're not oh, all good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. And that's something probably we'll dive into. fairies. Yes. Yeah, they're not good. So she is known, though, as a harbinger of death for a family member, usually by screaming, wailing, shrieking, or keening. And keening is a traditional form of vocal lament for the dead in the Gaelic uh, Celtic tradition known to have taken place in Ireland and Scotland. Keening took place until the 18th century, and it typically involves two sets of mourners. What I want to do right now, real quick, and we'll put this link us on on our website. I'm going to play Keening for Angela. Woo! Because you're a vocalist, Angela. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because it sounds very much like Native Americans when they're mourning. They'll, they'll right? do a song like that, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: In. Mm-hmm. Wow. All these really ancient peoples have very a lot Similar. of similarities to them. It's, it's pretty really cool. Spooky.
1: So that's key. And there's a picture, too. Mm -hmm. Now, in past descriptions, she usually has long, streaming hair, most of the time white, and wears a gray cloak over a green dress. Her eyes are described as red from continual weeping and constantly wringing her hands, uttering the most woeful cries. Mm. But sometimes she might be wearing white with red hair and a ghastly complexion. According to Lady Anne Fanshawe, she wrote that depending on the region, the size of the Banshee may differ. Some accounts report her as unnaturally tall, but most stories depict the Banshee as very short in stature, ranging from four feet to even one foot tall. Oh, Very tiny. And this tends to to depict a very old woman, but the emphasized shorter nature can also relay her as a fairy creature.
0: Right, that makes sense for the fairy thing. I've always thought of a banshee as being like really tall. And yes, actually. or yes. flying
1: around. That's what I always yeah, thought. flying away. No, flying around. no. One is where she takes the form of a young, sweet, singing virgin of the family who died way too young, but given the mission to become the harbinger of doom and death to her mortal kindred. On the other side of that coin, she is seen at night as a shrouded woman, crouched under trees and lamenting with a veiled face. And in another description, that Lady Fanshawe states, or she is flying past in the moonlight, which we thought, right? Crying bitterly. And the cry of this spirit is mournful beyond all other sounds on earth and betokens certain death to some member of the family whenever it is heard in the silence of the night. But even prior to these encounters with the Banshee, she was viewed in a more twisted, morbid way. Old Irish tales found her washing human heads and limbs or blood-stained clothes until the water was dyed with human blood.
0: Whoa. Washing heads?
1: Washing heads and limbs. Oh, my goodness. And this was because she was seen in this fashion prior to battles.
0: Oh. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, back to Keening. The Irish legend says that the Banshee would sing it when a family member died or was about to die, even if the person had perished far away and news of their death had not arrived. In those cases, her wailing would be the first warning the household had, a death. But the Banshee did not show only when someone died. The Banshee was also a predictor of death. Uh kind of our, like your near-death experiences yes. there you go. she would appear scream and lament when someone was in a situation where they most likely wouldn't survive
0: oh so it's like very foreshadowing yep so foreboding. if you see her
1: you're like oh crap you're like damn
0: it I don't <laughs> want to die today <laughs>
1: Note that stories around the Banshee commonly only happened in descendants with surnames prefixed with O or Mac. And some accounts even state that each family had its own Banshee. But there are other accounts that do have other names outside of those specific ones. And These were even English by name and origin.
0: Oh, so okay. So I think it
1: expanded over time.
0: Yeah, well, maybe as, like, the clans started intermingling exactly yeah. Yeah, interesting they're...
1: also something i never knew about it uh is that uh, when several banshees appeared at once it indicated the death of someone great or holy didn't know oh. that a group of them would show up yeah interesting. and many local people believe that the appearances of crows the howling of a dog or the screeching of a cat outside a sick person's house would also announce the arrival of the banshee
0: Oh. So wow. you got a farm, Angela? I do have a farm. <laughs> and I have a black cat that you loves do. to yell outside. But it's <laughs> just like, when someone's really sick. Feed me. Yeah. <laughs> feed me. So be careful. I'm like, you just ate a rabbit. You're fine. Yeah, you got your own <laughs> animals.
1: Now, where and when Banshees started is actually unknown, but the first Banshee that was ever written or told about that we can find was in the 11th century.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: The kingly house of O'Brien was said to have the Banshee Abe Hill attached to them, who haunted the rock of Craglia above Killahoe. I hope I said that right. Now, in 1014 A.D., one of the most important battles in Ireland took place, the Battle of Clontarf, which was near Dublin on the east coast of Ireland. This was important in that the battle came to be seen as an event that freed the Irish from foreign domination. The Irish army was led by Brian Boru high king of Ireland and they were fighting the Norse Irish alliance as well as a viking army the battle lasted from sunrise to sunset and the viking leinster armies panicked collapsed and retreated oh hey it is said that the king boru had an encounter with the banshee abhil the previous night and she told him of his impending fate so sadly not only did king boru fall but so did his son merchad and his grandson Toward del bac.
0: oh no so three the, generations just gone like that wow yeah. this is a
1: depiction uh, there's a picture it's really cool of uh supposedly that battle
0: that is really interesting and like having the banshee come being a harbinger of death like mm-hmm. and is she soothing to them or is she terrifying that's what i want to know like i think it's both depending upon like how you feel about what's happening yes but most mm.
1: of the time, it's it's because, so, like the battle, right? The, they know that someone's going to die. Right. Or if they're sick. or But yeah. like I said, sometimes it's when someone far away, you don't even know what's going on. Oh, yeah. And that, that when someone sees it, that's like, oh, shoot, someone died.
0: Yeah. Does the Banshee tell them that it that somebody died? Or does the Banshee just come and you're like, oh, she's there. is that for me? Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who knows? They don't know. And then they get the news later. Oh, wow. So you see him, you don't know who's going to die, usually. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. There's one story I'm going to go over where it's a little different, which is kind of cool. And I'll I'll talk about that one soon. Now, Lady Fanshawe, she's famous, obviously, with Banshees. She was in Wikipedia a lot. Uh-huh. But she's like known into the like, she's the one who kind of wrote about Banshees. And her book is called Memoirs. In that book, she mentions her own encounter with the Banshee. And it is one of the best known stories. But is it a Banshee? That's my question for you. Okay. So I'm going to tell
0: you a story. I'll put on my investigative pants. There you go. (laughs) So she and her husband,
1: Sir Richard, were visiting a friend that lived in an ancient baronial castle surrounded by a moat. That's important. Yeah. In 1642.
0: Oh, long. Long time time ago. ago. Okay.
1: They ended up staying the night, but at midnight, she was startled awake because she heard a loud supernatural scream. She looked around her dark room and noticed suddenly at the window in the moonlight, a female face, an even part of her body just straight up hovering at her window. Oh. Remember the castle was surrounded by a moat and she was not close to the ground. Okay. So this was not normal.
0: No. No. <laughs> well, I don't think it's normal to have somebody just like screaming outside your window. midnight. <laughs> I mean, add to the fact that she's like floating. So there that's you go. Way more not normal. Yes. Yes.
1: Lady Fanshaw could also make out that the young lad's dress was that of the ancient Irish. This figure floated for what seemed like an eternity to Lady Fanshawe, but then soon vanished after the after the being screamed twice. Wow. I don't know if she was able to sleep that night, but the next morning told her friend and host what had happened. The host didn't even bat an eye. It was, no. He's like, "Oh, oh, yeah. Responded with, A near relation of my family expired last night in this castle. We disguised our certain expectation of the event from you, lest it should throw a cloud over the cheerful reception which was your due. Now, before such an event happens in this family or castle, the female specter whom you have seen is always visible. She is believed to be the spirit of a woman of inferior rank, whom one of my ancestors degraded himself by marrying, and whom afterwards... so she's
0: not a fan of the spanshee <laughs> no he is
1: not no and whom afterwards to expiate the dishonor done to his family he caused to be drowned in the moat i'm expecting this to be a guy so by the way oh they're, the, they're guy, the
0: guy the guy telling the story yeah the host is the, host the friend is a guy is i think okay. yeah
1: but as he, i don't know for sure though it okay. sounds like it right
0: well, I I don't know. It could, could be, be a very cool. gutsy woman. That's true, woman.
1: true, true. <laughs> but as the authors of True Irish Ghost Stories mentions, it's hard to label this apparition as a banshee since the motive is more of revenge. But still, the spirit does check off the boxes, which
0: labels banshees. Thoughts? So... Yeah, I mean, she is a specter who appeared and shrieked and was a harbinger of death. So well, I think that's a definition right? of Banshee. I think the host is just more interested in telling the story about how is. he feels like she's inferior. Right. To, and I'm like... Obviously she's not because if she was chosen to be the family's banshee and be the one to tell you take right? like a huge role <laughs> <laughs> I think that that would like tie you very deeply to the family because right? you're always going to be remembered every time somebody in the family dies so yeah. I think that person is just really bitter okay. about who <laughs> who she is in her position like in the family but um, it's a really sad story that she was drowned very sad. Oh, I hate that. Me too. Hate that so much. Yeah. Because if she was from quote unquote inferior birth mm-hmm. and didn't deserve to be in the family, she has very little choice of, of where she's or going she, to. Yeah. What happens to her? Exactly. She's zero choice of what happens to her. So it's either she accepts the the person who is above her, she accepts his advances and mm-hmm. gets to live a little bit longer. Or she denies him and he just kills her right away. Right. Right? That's how I it mean, was I, back then, usually. I don't think that there's any other choices. Like, if she denied him, she, he would just dispose of her. Right. So if she accepts him, and then at least, like, she'll get to have some kind of benefit or security or whatever. I don't but even know. But she's kind know. of stuck being But she has no choice. Yeah. Like, there's no choice for her. So I don't <laughs> understand why it's just because it's a male dominated society at this (laughs) point women have very (laughs) little choices 1600s man this is so long ago so you know he's doing whatever he wants to do and when he's done and has no use of her then toss her aside it's right. so sad it's very sad just kills me right so i would turn into banshee, right? i would turn into a banshee too yeah if that right was me. yeah i'm scream, scream. All out loud every night <laughs> <laughs> i don't care if someone's gonna die like, <laughs> you think i'm inferior i'm gonna yeah. yell at you ah! <laughs> is that fun okay
1: so just as a uh, forewarning so this is I, I talked about a little bit of background I'm going to go into a lot of stories. Now, heads up, I got a lot of these stories from this book that's online that got published, and it's all handwritten. There's a photo I'm going to show Angela. It's crazy. Ooh. See that? So somebody compiled that's these. It's really ones. pretty writing, Yeah, though. from a school. They're all different stories. Now, they could be, take it with a grain of salt, they could be just people making up stories, but some say this is a true story that my grandma, grandpa, somebody told me. Right. Okay. okay. So take it with a grain of salt, but I thought these were all interesting. They're all very similar. So just forewarn two. Yeah. They're all like very, very similar.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Now, so this first one I, I'm going to talk about is it's called A True Story of the Banshee. It's about 1937. So all these stories are about the 1930s, which is pretty cool. Interesting. Yes. All right. Between 15 and 20 years ago, a lady by the name of Miss Dumphy NT Irish Town heard the Banshee. Okay. Nicole talking again also some of this I cannot like decipher so I'm gonna read it word for word you tell me what you think okay <laughs> I gotcha. not all of it's like clear all right one night Miss Dunphy went to bed and after a long sleep she was awakened by a noise her bedroom window faced down the Irish town when she woke up she was dazed by sleep She heard screams. At first she thought it was the howling of dogs, but as the screaming came nearer, it filled the whole vault of the heavens. Then all of a sudden it struck her that it was the Banshee. The lady got out of bed and went to the maid's room. She woke the maid and told her she had heard the Banshee. Then the maid said, Come on over to the window until we see what she is like. But Miss Dunphy did not go over. The maid looked out the window and she said, That's she all right. "'What is she like?' Miss Dunphy asked. "'The description she gave her was, "'At first, she looked like a huge tangled ball of wool, "'but as soon as she came nearer, she assumed a woman's form. "'After a time, she sat on the corner of the boshin "'and started caning and combing her hair. "'After a while, she disappeared.' That same night, the Banshee was heard in Rylene and in the Maudlins, and on that very night, a man named McCarthy died in the Maudlins. It is said that the Banshee follows families whose names begin with O or Mac. Then in the book, she wrote, Miss Dunphy told me this story.
0: Interesting. So she heard this from Miss Dunphy, who had the account of hearing the Banshee. Yes. Okay. But she didn't die. No, she didn't die. Some man in the the village or maudlin or whatever died. Yes. Yes. So she just heard the wailing for him. Exactly. Interesting. So was he a Mac or an O? McCarthy. 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 There you go. So
1: he's a Mac. He's a Mac. All right. Next one. The Banshee and Luff Hackett. After Paul Moran was drowned, R.I.P., in the year 1929, the Banshee was heard every night in Lough Hackett and seen on a few occasions. One night, Patti Lally went out visiting, and when he was returning home, he heard the Banshee crying and didn't see her near the spot where Paul Moran was drowned, and she was washing clothes. Every now and then, she would stop and look around. A lot of people heard her. Sometimes she would go over the water and then duck down again. Did I read that right? Is there anything scary about that?
0: Well, yeah, she was by the spot where Pomeran drowned. That's right, that's right. And... um, I was just reading not thinking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So nobody knew where he'd actually drowned, but then they They saw the Banshee... There you go. Washing. Ooh, was she like washing the blood? Blood? (laughs) I don't think it was a battle.
1: No. All right. And the next tale, the Banshee, was referred to as a he, which is interesting. Oh, The Banshee was heard by Nurse McGorty of Kilti Clocker. Sure.
0: Nice. She heard him. She's a Mac, everybody. (laughs) This is a Mac.
1: She heard him at half past 10 p.m. It was heard after a woman called Mrs. Carroll just a few hours before she died. It was in a house in which she lived for a long time and then left and went to Fermanagh to live Bernard Meehan is living in the house now. It was heard over at the house. She was dead the next morning. He was heard another night by Charles McGuire and his wife of, oh my gosh, Gort Naderi. Derry, sure. The field of the oak. It was two hours before he died that he was heard. He was out behind the house crying. The next morning, when Kathleen, Kathleen McGuire looked up at the house, she saw two lit candles on the top of the house. The man that died was James Keeney. Oh. So, again, same thing. They, they hear her, but this one wasn't the names of Mac or O. That's just interesting.
0: Fun. But Max heard the heard, crying. Yes. So it was the Max that so heard the crying. So they still heard him.
1: Yeah. They're still involved.
0: Interesting. Next. The old
1: people around this district firmly believe in the Banshee. I often heard my mother say that there was certain families that were always cried. These families were the McGowans, the Gallyaggers, the Keenys, the Meehans, and the O'Briens. I heard my father say that he and an uncle of his heard the Banshee crying one night just before an old Keeney woman died. A McGowan lad lived beside us. He had a sister married down near derry Co Oh my gosh. Sorry guys. Before the sister died, the story goes that they heard the banshee. I also heard other people saying that they heard the banshee and it always foretold the death of some person. I had a strange personal experience in this connection on the night of the 14th of March 1919 the time of the big flu epidemic my sister and I went out at 10 o'clock to get some turf to rake the fire suddenly we heard a most unearthly cry it started about a mile away from us and ran along the ground for about half a mile away from us and ran along the ground for about a half a mile. Then it began to ascend and went up, 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 getting fainter as it went until it dies away in the sky. We never heard anything so weird and concluded that it must be the banshee. We went home and told our people that we heard a banshee. They laughed at us. It happened that our next door neighbor, Mrs. D, whose maiden name was Galligan, took the flu that night and was dead that day week.
0: Wow. Interesting. So I like the description of hearing the sound travel. That was really mm-hmm. cool. So they heard it far away and then it, it came traveled toward them and then went up. Ooh. That's spooky. interesting. That's so creepy. I'd be so creeped out. Right? If you heard something screaming that yeah. was like
1: ethereal, like
0: yeah. What? I'd be so creeped out.
1: Nope. Now you know it's a banshee. Oh <laughs> the following story of the banshee was often has often been told by my mother who had heard her father tell the story and vouch for its truth near the railway bridge at golden garden about two miles from dundrum lived a family named cooney whenever any family of this family member of this family was going to die the banshee was heard for two or three nights crying then the neighbors knew that one of the coonies was near death A nephew of Tom Cooney, the owner of the farm named Pierce Whalen, was going to America, and the uncle walked with him along the railway line to Dundrum Station to see him off. My grandfather, who was a boy of fifteen, at the doesn't even say at the time, I'm guessing, was fencing near the railway line with his father as they passed, and Pierce paused to bid them goodbye. When the two men had passed out of sight, my grandfather was startled to hear a woman crying and clapping her hands in a small grove about a hundred yards away. She kept saying over and over in a sobbing voice, don't go, Pierce Whalen, or you will be drowned. Oh, no. (gasps) This is good one, Nicole. My grandfather begged his father to come home at once as he was very much frightened. This they did, and the father cautioned the son not to speak about the matter at home, fearing the Coonies would hear of it, and it would pain them very much. After nearly three weeks had elapsed, word came to Cooney's that Pierce had fallen overboard (gasps) one foggy night and his body was not recovered. Oh, wow. Then it leaked out that several neighbors had also heard the banshee and one old man named John Ryan of Coolban had actually seen her leaving the grove that evening. There are still three families of coonies in Golden Garden and about 15 years ago one of them died and all the people living ne- near heard the banshee distinctly crying and clapping her hands along the bank of the Malting River. My uncles were in bed and got up to listen to her about 1130 o'clock. Another family named English living in Golden Garden was said to have the Banshee following them.
0: Oh no. (laughs) In
1: this case, the person was actually dead when the Banshee was heard. My mother was at Tom English's wake with her uncle and a neighbor when the crying started around the house and nobody left the house until daybreak as the people were terrified. This happened 25 years ago.
0: Wow. But okay. I, Hmm. I don't know if I would be terrified, like, if somebody's already passed the and the Banshee's there. That,
1: yeah, that would be more of, okay, they're they're mourning.
0: The, it's mourning. Yeah. yeah. But when
1: you're but predicting I mean, I death. I know, it's
0: still scary, though. <laughs> right? But when you're predicting
1: the death of that
0: Oh, that Malin? was a good one. Like, it gave me chills.
1: Yeah. it's
0: a good one. And here's my question. Why didn't anybody, like, go warn Pierce? That's like, what
1: they said. Don't do it isn't that funny like they said don't warn them because i know but why because i think they believe so heavy that no matter what it's going to happen so they
0: can't they can't stop death just like in the final destination of our last episode yeah Yeah. we can't stop death death is coming yep and it will just come a different way come a different way Ooh. so there you go
1: next The Banshee was heard in Dean Hill not later than March 1934 and three days before that it was heard in a place called Real Togue about a mile distant from Dean Hill. On the 7th March, 1934, Lawrence Tully, RIP, of Real Tongue, died in hospital. And on that very day in a timber, man named Michael Quinn was working in a wood near Mr. Tully's home when he heard the cries and wails of the banshee in the woods some distance from him. Mm. This occurred about half past three in the day, and that was the hour of Lawrence Tully's death. <gasps> John Clark, R.I.P., the man whom the banshee bewailed in Dean Hill, died on the day of Lawrence Tully's funeral, and it was the night before that this mysterious spirit paid its visit to Dean Hill. Several people heard it on that night. It passed close by the house of Mr. Thomas Bowens, and every person in the house heard it quite plainly. Oh, wow. Then it followed an old pathway that runs through the fields towards Dean Hill, and it is near the other end of the laneway that Mr. Clark's house was situated. It is now falling into ruins. It is stated that it went round the farm belonging to him too. All the continual heart-rending sobs and piercing wails could be heard, and there is no one who heard it who was not greatly frightened. People who heard it say that it fills one with terror and dread, and that when one hears the first loud shriek, it is enough to rise one off the ground. (laughs) This was not the Banshee's first visit to Dean Hill, however. About six or seven years ago, Johnny McKenna, RIP, another inhabitant of this locality, is said to have been haunted by the Banshee at the time of his death also. He lived near John Clark. This was heard and written down by Mae Fennelly, Smith Stowen, Hayes, Nevin, whose people have lived here over one hundred years. Oh wow. See, so it's crazy because these people are just passing down what they've heard from and seen back then too. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's interesting because like it's not just one person, they're collecting several people have heard it. They've got lots of witnesses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here's a short one. This is a true story. Ah. (laughs) Mary Leonard of Sheepstown, Delvin, was working in Clonmelon. One night at about 8 o'clock, she had to go out to get some coal. When she went out to where the coal was, she heard strange crying, and she thought it was some children. She went in and told the priest she worked in his house. The priest went out, and when he heard the crying, he said, That's the banshee. Then they went in, and no sooner were they in than a wire came to say that the priest's mother was dead. (gasps) The people Aww. said the Banshee came to warn him about his mother. Oh,
0: That's so cool. Okay, this is kind of reminding me of La Llorona, but mm-hmm. it's like a little bit different because the- No, La still, Llorona's like, is way scarier. She's way scarier because she drowns a kid. <laughs> Yeah, she's going to try to kill you. Yeah, she's going to try to kill you. The Banshee isn't trying to kill you. Mm. She's just like mourning and yes. letting you know. She's either letting you know, hey, it's your turn. Yeah. Or somebody that you know has died. She's kind of like the right hand man of death. Yeah. She's just, she's like ringing the bell and letting the town crier of death. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. This is what's happening. Uh, She's the Paul Revere. (laughs) And this is, yeah.
1: And I want to tell because I feel like Banshees in in like uh, modern cinema or, you know, film or TV or. Anything makes the banshee more of like I'm coming after you,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. The banshees are coming after you like they're evil. They're the ones that are gonna kill you. But that's not what they do. They're an omen. Yes. Yeah. They're
1: scary, but Yeah. That's an omen. Try to kill you. She's not going to hurt you. Yeah, she's not the one after you. Yeah. Next. There was a family living in Killini called Casey's and the beans. So their their word for banshee was also I can't even say it right. Bean, It's S-I-D-H-E. Okay. But they, that's another term they called for Banshee. Uh, was said to cry after every person of that family. One evening, they were all weeding in a bog near a big hole called the Pol Rua, And the, the Banshee began to cry and walk around and around the bog. And they all heard her. But one of the girls... And they wondered why she could not hear her. This is a, a oh, variation. of was the
0: girl that was going to die.
1: But that evening, she was washing her hands at the Paul Rua when she fell in and was drowned. Oh, it is wow. said that the person that the Banshee is crying for can never hear her.
0: <gasps> so there's oh, another variation. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Okay, that's interesting. So uh, I would want to hear the Banshee at that point then. Yes. I don't want to be the one not to hear her. Because then you're like, well, that's me. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. But I haven't, that was the only one I came across that really specifically said that. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. Yeah. Okay. One wet winter's night, a motorboat was on its way to Dublin. Mr. James Ruin, who at the time was living in Rathengang, was steering the boat a short distance from the seventh Lao, Luff, L A U G H. Lock. It how you say it. Totally got it wrong. Lock. It is a lock. It's a lake. Okay. Sorry for. Saying L O U G H wrong, everybody. It's lock. So all right. One wet winter's night a motorboat was on its way to Dublin. Mr. James Ruin, who at the time was living at Rathangan, was steering the boat. A short distance from the seventh lock, there is a fairly big stream, and as he approached it, Mr. Ruin's attention was attract attracted by pitiful cries. Uh oh. He flashed on a torch, and he at once saw the form of a woman sitting on a big stone beside the stream. She was combing her hair and weeping bitterly, and he immediately recognized her as the Banshee. At first, he thought that there was going to be a death in his family, but going on into Dublin on the following day, he learned that a young girl had been drowned in the stream. Oh! The Banshee is said to be a friend of a dying person. When a person is on the point of death, she comes and cries for him. It is believed that the dying one is happy when the cry of the banshee is heard.
0: Oh, okay. Because then they know that I'm going to get some relief Yes, then. probably. See, mm. so the
1: other one they couldn't hear, but this one they can. So okay. that's why it, it varies. This story was told to me by Mrs. Brigid, Brigid Behan, aged about 68 years, New Street Rathangan, as she heard it from Mr. James Ruin. So there you go. So she, he heard the banshee and knew that someone had died. But it wasn't
0: related. So there you go. Interesting.
1: Next. The Banshee is said to have been heard on the lock road about 10 years ago when a woman was dying. It was heard moaning outside under the window and was so loud that everyone around heard it. That night, the woman, Miss McConnell, died. The Banshee follows this family. Three knocks came to the window last night, Tuesday, 10th of January. Mr. McConnell is ill now. Of course, he is over 90 years of age. So the pause real quick. So people say that when they hear these knocks, sometimes that is also accompanied by the banshee.
0: Oh, so the
1: banshee knocks instead of... Something knocks. It could be something. It could be her. Remember? Because there's also animals that tied to her too. Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah. So something knocks and it's like an omen for the banshee is coming Yes. Ooh, Interesting. Knocks. It was after
1: two o'clock when a knock came to the door of a house in Mount Joseph's Hill. Everybody was asleep at the time, but with such a clear, loud knock, everybody was soon awake. Of course, the man of the house, Mr. Rogers, Mount Joseph's Hill, Lucan, got up when he heard the knock, but when he opened the door, he could not see anyone. He thought then that the person who had been knocking had gone round to the back door, but no— he went upstairs, and as he was getting into bed, he heard the knock again. He rushed to the window and looked out, but there was no one to be seen. <laughs> then, as he w- getting into bed again, he heard the same knock for the third time. He realized then what it all meant and cried out to his wife, Chris is dead. <gasps> the next morning, he received a telegram which said, Chris is dead, come. His sister had been ill, but he did not think she was going to die.
0: Oh, wow. Her name was Mrs.
1: Dugan, and she lived at St. Luke's Villa, Alexander Road, Cork, about 20th September, 24 years ago. This is, of course, is the truth and was certainly not imagined.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: There was a dog in Lucan once owned by Mrs. Daniels, and every house he would howl outside of, someone would die (gasps) in that house. Oh. Oh if God. he wanted to howl outside a certain house no one could put him away the people did not like him and sent him to the city where Ugh. he was shot
0: <gasps> oh poor puppy that, that course they don't yeah. like him because like get away from yeah, my house I so die. I die. Yeah. that was
1: about 20 years ago everybody looked on him as a bad omen so
0: that was tied to the So he's a like a grim yes yeah. yeah
1: next the banshee 3rd december 1937 The Banshee is still believed in without doubt. I don't mean that every person believes in her, but a very great many do. I have endeavored to get as many Banshee stories as possible, but I discredit a lot of them as I do not rely sufficiently on the word of the persons who say they saw the Banshee. So this person's like doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Right, right, right. The following story about the Banshee is perfectly and undoubtedly true. It comes from Mrs. Peter McKenna. Through her daughter, Mrs. Mason. Mrs. McKenna had a sister who was dying, and one night they were sitting around the fire bewailing. Mrs. McKenna was unmarried at the time and was young. Her sister, who died, was only 18 years.
0: Oh, man. As they sat
1: at the fire, they heard a car pass by, and immediately afterwards, they heard the most awful screams. They all jumped up and opened the door and looked out thinking a child or someone had fallen out of the car. Her brother Johnny went out on the road, but the car had gone on and the screaming ceased. After waiting a considerable length, he returned to the house and shut the door. Immediately, the crying, wailing and screaming started again, but this time quite close to the house. He went out again, but it ceased again. Mm. On returning again, it began again and a third time he went out. After that, it went round and round the house, getting worse and worse, and they at last knew it was the Banshee. No one was brave enough now to open the door or go it. It went on at intervals during the night. Towards morning, it seemed weaker and farther away and, and finally ceased. The next girl, the next day, the girl died. Oh, man
0: that's crazy that's spooky it's so that was a more spookier one yeah and it, it's just like what do you do you what can't do, you do do anything you just have to like let her scream until it's all over right <sighs> This poor girl i got that's a few heart-wrenching more. I got a few more. We're going to okay. make this
1: long. Sorry. That's okay. Everybody heard about the Banshee, a female fairy in Ireland who makes herself known by wailings and shrieks before a death in a particular family. The Banshee is known in Irish as a woman of the fairies. There is a tradition in our family hounded down by my great-grandmother, whose name was Holohan. He lived at a place called Sugarstown near Thomastown, Count Kilkenny. He met the Banshee and the terrifying experience he had on that winter's night long ago is still remembered with awe by the family as if it were only yesterday and that it actually happened to themselves. It is one of the fireside stories which I have often heard my father relate to us. It is a true story because it is preserved in our family. Here is a story told me by my father and handed down to him in the exact words of his own father. I had spent many years in America emigrating when I was quite a young man and in the hard times. My father, when I was yet a baby, and my mother had to work hard to rear us. We had a hard time in those famine years, but God watched over us. As soon as I was able to do anything to help my mother and younger brothers and sisters who are now dead and God, God rest their souls, (laughs) I started out in the world. But finding I could not find work at home, I made up my mind to go to America with many others in the locality. I got on well in America and was able to send home sufficient money to keep the house going. Yeah. After many years, I like other, I, like other exiles, got a longing to return to the old home. My mother and brothers and sisters were overjoyed at the news, and the very morning on which I sailed from New York, I received a letter of welcome from my poor mother. The note paper was almost bedewed with tears, but they were tears of joy on my homecoming. She told me they had a great spree in store for me and that the boys and girls would be there. I set sail and my voyage ended. I stood once more on Irish soil. I took the mail coach from Cork and after a long journey arrived in Kilkenny about 9 o'clock p.m. The coach put up her for the night, but being anxious to get to the old home, I set out on foot at Bennett's Bridge. I met some companions of my boyhood, and to celebrate my homecoming, we spent a few hours together at the bridge, indulging in a game of cards and a (laughs) sing-song.
0: Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Yep.
1: At midnight, I resumed my journey homewards. In the distance, I could hear the sound of music and merrymaking and knew the boys and girls were having a spree, and I was included to join in the fun. I would have the light going home, but I did not go to the dance. Just as I turned a bend in the road, I heard a female voice exclaiming, almost shrieking, "'Mother bids thee come! She is waiting too long!' The stars were shining, but the moon was pale at the time. Suddenly, I heard the banshee's wail, and I quickly strode across the slope of the hill, passing the grove or fairy mound I knew so well. Scarcely breathing, I glanced around. Mother of mercy! There she sat, a woman clad in snow-white shroud, her her streaming on the damp moss. Her white face was bowed on her bosom. Addressing the banshee, I said, tell me quick, is there anything wrong at home? mother and brothers and sisters bid thee come she answered and away she flew crying crying oh what awful wailing is still in my ears i hurried home through the hills and arrived at last at the homestead i expected to hear the music and mirth of a joyous gathering inside my god no there was the bare cottage the door flung wide four lights burned breathless i rushed inside Merciful God, t'was my mother dead, dead and white as the fallen leaves, with my brothers and sisters <laughs> kneeling at her bedside, right? In the distance, I could hear the faint cry of the banshee, and with the echo dying, dying, dying in my ears, I kissed the cold lips of my dead mother.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is a very dramatic story. Very Oh, he should not have stopped to play cards and sing songs (laughs) with the guys. He didn't
1: think anything was wrong. He was like, oh, everybody's going to be happy to see me. Yeah.
0: Oh, I would have such a guilt trip, though, on myself for for stopping. Delaying my time to see my mom. But I mean, she may have already been gone by the time he would have made it there anyway. But like, wow, that's crazy. That is a crazy story. And he heard her. Ah! Okay, just a few more. <laughs> okay,
1: so next, uh, this is, I'm veering away from the, that big book of stories. This comes from the Dairy Journal, which occurred in the late 1940s, recounted by a resident of the Bogside. It involved her grandfather and one of his sons. The grandfather had been suffering painfully from what he thought was a toothache for several days. While discussing with his wife about visiting a dentist, he happened to mention that he had seen a large white sheet hanging from one of their neighbor's upstairs windows. His wife, knowing the particular neighbor well, was very surprised to hear that she was apparently drying her washing in the front street. Next day, her son approached her, somewhat agitated, and recounted a strange experience from the previous night. He had heard a peculiar, peculiarly, <laughs> peculiar. My my talking stopping soon.
0: <laughs> my talking Hashtag stopping words. soon, man. Okay. I love that. My talking stopping soon. That's awesome. <laughs> I've been talking That's so long. So good good oh my gosh i'm leaving it in it's so good
1: <laughs> oh guys this is what happens when you talk so much okay <laughs> Woo! oh i love it okay okay he had heard a peculiarly mournful wail coming from near the bottom of the street when he looked he noticed what appeared to be a young child sitting under a windowsill crying <laughs> sorry it's lying <laughs> i'm making her laugh okay words i'm
0: serious i know i gotta this is like serious we're talking literally talking about death and i'm like cracking up so hard oh okay
1: he walked down the street and there sitting hunched up under the sill was a small wrinkled old woman shriveled and dried up with age she was moaning inconsolably he put out his hand to her but she immediately shied away stood up and ran off he was startled by how her small childlike figure contrasted so horrifically with her grotesque appearance he was convinced he had seen a banshee and urged his mother to get a doctor to examine his father straight away Unfortunately, his father was beyond medical assistance and a few nights after the incident he died.
0: Dude, he did see a banshee. To
1: this day, the family remained adamant that their grandfather saw his own burial shroud and the banshee encountered by his son foreshadowed the impending death.
0: Dude. That is so morbid. <laughs> That's even way more morbid, right? Oh. Oh,
1: oh. oh no. All right. Lastly. Okay. The following story comes from true Irish ghost stories from Saint John D. Seymour and Harry L. Nelligan, 1914. I brought them up earlier in this episode. I didn't really mention their names, but they've talked a lot about banshees. Okay. That the banshee is not confined within the geographical limits of Ireland, but that she can follow the fortunes of a family abroad and there foretell their death is clearly shown by the following story. Ooh. a party of visitors were gathered together on the deck of a private yacht on one of the italian lakes and during a lull in the conversation one of them a colonel said to the owner count who's that queer looking woman you have on board
0: Uh-oh. the count
1: replied that there was nobody except the ladies present and the stewardess but the speaker protested that he was correct, and suddenly, with a scream of horror, he placed his hands before his eyes and exclaimed, Oh, my God, what a face! For some time, he was overcome with terror, and at length reluctantly looked up and cried, Thank heavens, it's gone. What was it? asked the count. Nothing human, replied the colonel. Nothing belonging to this world. It was a woman of no earthly type with a queer-shaped gleaming face, a mass of red hair, and eyes that would have been beautiful, but for their expression, which was hellish. She had on a green hood after the fashion of an Irish peasant. An American lady present suggested that the description tallied with that of the banshee, upon which the count said, I am an O'Neill at last <laughs> I am descendant from one. My family name is, as you know, Sini, which little more than a century ago was O'Neill. Wow. My great-grandfather served in the Irish Brigade and on his, its dissolution at the time of the French Revolution had the good fortune to escape the general massacre of officers and in company with an O'Brien and a Maguire fled across the frontier and settled in Italy. On his death, his son, who had been born in Italy and was far more Italian than Irish, changed his name to Nielseni, by which name the family has been known ever since. But for all that we are Irish. The banshee was yours then, ejaculated the colonel. What exactly does it mean? It means, the count replied solemnly, the death of someone very nearly associated with me. Pray heaven, it is not my wife or daughter. On that score, however, his anxiety was speedily removed. For within two hours, he was seized with a violent attack of angina pectoris and died before
0: morning. Oh, it was him, it was him. Woo! That's a... (laughs) That's a creepy picture. Also, I like the word that you... <laughs> you I didn't say that. <laughs> he did. I was just repeating those words, guys. <laughs> oh, so funny. So funny. But that's a... Oh, that picture, man. You have to... Yeah, I picture. will upload that one. It is creepy. Yeah, someone drew
1: that. I have to find who, a credit who did it. But yeah. That
0: banshee looks scary,
1: man. Yeah, that's what I would not want to encounter. No. So, wow. banshees, man. This, it's so fascinating that I was able to like research and go, okay, my stereotype of banshees is totally out the window yeah
0: i was thinking about it i think i got my stereotype of banshees <laughs> from <the> scooby-doo yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
1: knew it i
0: knew it because that's where i thought of it too. right because yeah. they always had that girl ah! yes and she's, she's like flying and she's, and, she's and she's wearing flying. black and she's, she's like got, tattered like, red hair yep. she's all white and tattered yep. yeah and flying at you exactly yeah scooby-doo Stupid Scooby-Doo. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I'm so glad I got to read about. And you know what's crazy is that I think I one of my other favorite podcasts I think, I think it's called Real Ghost Stories and it used to be two Irish people that did it. Her husband mm-hmm. sadly passed away. But Aww. it's just her doing it now. And she's very Irish and she's cool. I know it was, I'm sorry, she was Irish and her husband was English. But she talked about Banshees at one point and I just uh-huh. loved it. And her stories about Irish lore because she's from there is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So check it out, Real Ghost Stories. But that's what, kind of prompted me i was like i want to do banshees
0: yeah that's how that was really cool yeah. i both i'm fascinated by them and i like want to hear one but then i also don't No, as long as it's not connected to my family right my, my irish heritage we were Dargans. oh so, okay i think and, you're okay i think we're okay and then i think uh flan uh something else i don't fitzgerald uh, interesting. so yeah
1: I don't think I have any Irish blood. I want to do a DNA test just to double check. Uh-huh. But I think I'm more Welsh, so I'm more English. Yes. On my dad's side. And then obviously full Filipino on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I have an Irish So
0: I don't think I have anything to worry about. Yeah. But still, it's pretty crazy, right? It is crazy. Yeah. Woo. All right. If you guys have any stories about Banshees, we want to hear about them. You can email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. You can also see any of our notes from this episode or any previous episodes. If you go over to podbean.com and search the ominous stitch podcast, you can read any of our show notes, see any pictures, get any links that we use. Uh, There's also a fun little button in the upper right hand corner that you can click that says become a patron. And if you so choose, you can become a patron of our wonderful little podcast. Support us. We will make you things. We will give you shout outs. There are patron only episodes that you can also enjoy if you can't get enough of us. Yeah, (laughs) please. (laughs) Yeah, that was fascinating. What a fun episode. Uh, That was really fun. So we still have one more thing to do. Which is exciting. I know. This is really fun. Are we ready for movie time? Yes yes it's movie time
1: this week's movie review which is a brand new one is insidious the red door released Yay. 2023 yeah imd rating pretty quick 6.1 stars and this synopsis, the Lamberts must go deeper into the further than ever before to put their demons to rest once and for all.
0: Yay. Yay. We saw this in the theater. We did. We got to go to the theater.
1: And so I've just told Angela right before we started recording that the director of this movie was Patrick Wilson, the, main, uh, the main, main character, yeah, main, the guy, main
0: dude, the dad. dad.
1: <laughs> the dad the
0: dude the dad the dude
1: so if you are not caught up on insidious we did review insidious one did we do two as well i think we did we two, did two. Yep. yes but we didn't do three and four and now heads up yes. i thought you had to watch three and four because that's what the websites were saying you did not have to watch three and four.
0: i don't think you have to because i think three follows elise yes and elise as four we... it does too Oh, three and four follow Elise. So she's, she shows up a little bit in this movie, but it's not about her. It's about the original family. Exactly. So, so
1: spoiler alerts though, before we go on, sorry, I should have said this. We're probably going to ruin the movie.
0: Oh, Do you not want to do it? We, uh, we'll see. We, but. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We won't ruin the movie. We'll try not to ruin the movie. Because it's so brand new. Still go see it though. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was really, really sweet. Now. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about this. Okay. It's really a love story from a father to a son. Yeah. It's a family story. It's a family story. It's not. In a horror way. In a horror way. There are some, you know, there are some elements. There are some horror so, elements. There are oh, I, some. I get Nicole bruises. <laughs> kept I kept hitting arm. her and grabbing her. And I, was I like, have my popcorn next bucket time in we front go of see, oh, she, Yeah. She was hiding behind her popcorn <laughs> bucket. The next time we go see a scary movie together, I'm like, you're going to have to like wear padding on your arm because I'm, gonna I'm just going to hit you the whole time. But yeah, so it was still, I mean, there were still a lot of jump scares and a lot of, a lot of things that, that get you, but yeah. the main point of it was actually just a really beautiful story about a family finding their way back to each other and a father and son discovering their love together it was sweet yeah and my dog is like sorry if you, hear, about if you hear love and now she's all happy yeah she's all in my face she's yeah so she's 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 over here with nicole smiling at her <laughs> and getting love
1: you're so cute i love you too um yeah no it, it was funny there were tons of so, tons of places where i was like nope 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 I kept saying nope nope nope, <laughs> nope, because nope, nope. yeah. there are some spooky elements but yeah it really just follows this transition because if you remember from the second movie this is not a spoiler alert they try to erase their memories of what happened
0: yeah and that's where this movie starts is yeah it starts with that scene of them trying to erase their memories because mm-hmm. in the second movie the father like tries to kill the family exactly it's not him he's possessed no. by exactly you know a, a Demon. Demonish spirit, yeah. But yeah, he's he's possessed by a serial killer at that point. So he wants to kill. He wants to kill them. But yeah. so they decide that the best course is to erase their memories of the events, so that he can't go back or can't astral project anymore. Too. Yeah, both of them. Both of them. Neither of them can astral project. They have no idea they have that ability. Right. And they have no I- recollection or idea of what had happened. So then, then, so that's the first scene that happens, and then you flash forward. What nine years? Ten, ten years. years? You flash forward. Ten 10 years after that and uh Dalton is all grown up he's going to college he's going to college was it was
1: it a f- trip to see him grown up
0: it yes that was it a trip was. to me I, was, I like, was like oh my gosh oh who my are God? you yeah I, d- I thought the younger boy was Dalton and then I was like well who's talking and then I was like oh that's Dalton <laughs> that's crazy I'm like well I guess it makes sense if it's 10 years later yeah you know he's Gotta oh. be going to school, yeah. yeah. And so. it's him. That's amazing. I thought that was cool. Oh, that's the same guy, yes. the same kid. Yes. Oh he didn't I didn't realize that. that. Yeah. Where oh, that's his name? awesome. Ty I thought, simpkins I thought they hired a different actor. No, nope, that was him. Oh isn't that I good? Oh full circle. yes yeah, he's So good. He's also in
1: uh Iron Man three. He's the little kid. Do you remember him in Iron Man? In 3? Iron Man three, where he's like he, uh, uh, Tony breaks into a house and it's <gasps> oh his. yeah, that's him too.
0: Aww. See there you go. I love
1: that. Yep, full circle. So that was exactly that was that was him. That was I think those are the other two kids too. Yeah, so oh, that's same so cast.
0: Cool. I love that they did yes. that. That's yeah. so
1: cool. But yeah, you're right though. So it's him, and you don't know. Oh well, should we ruin? of a little bit more. so dalton
0: is going off to College. art school yeah. yeah he's he's going to discover well he is an artist and mm-hmm. and it's really cool because you know i this is one of the things that i loved about the when we saw insidious the first time and you're going through and you see all the drawings yes and all he still draws. He and loves so, to draw. And and so that's what the credits are doing are taking his drawings from childhood and then aging him up the ten years later and you see how good, good his art has gotten. Yeah. So he's going to art school and um I love his roommate. <laughs>
1: she, she his roommate
0: awesome. is Chris. We're gonna Chris, yeah. Chris. She, what is her name? Sinclair Daniel. Yeah. She's awesome. She I great. love her so much. I love that. Can you tell that was Shania Twain? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. That's a good reference. She, she's awesome. So she provides the comic relief. And then, oh, and then the two sidekicks for Elise, they make a brief oh, little brief. appearance. Yeah. yeah. That was cute too. That I was like fun. that. So it's a love story to the Insidious franchise. Yep. It's a love story to this family and seeing them come full circle and come back to each other. Uh, it's, it's really interesting because those 10 years really did put so a much lot strain. of changes, a yeah. lot of strain. So they thought it was going to be a fix. And obviously it wasn't. a no, fix. No, it ruined it almost yeah. because they just felt like part of them
1: was missing and the dad just couldn't be there for them. He
0: couldn't be there because he just he couldn't he had no Cognitive connection with the family, right? Because to him doing all that astral projection was what made them close together, and exactly. Then. And now he has no connection to them, so yeah. it severed a lot of things. So it was really interesting,
1: yeah. And I don't, I won't spoil anymore, but there's a, a cool tie in with why everything happens there's a reason for everything it resolves the whole yeah. thing it's a
0: this really could be a trilogy of just those yes, three those movies three. yeah and that's nice it's it's I a like beautiful it story to see how they come full circle right i think it's wonderful and like the moral of the whole thing is don't hide it shove it down or put it aside remember it talk about it honor it go through it. Yeah. Don't forget it. And that's it. how you get to grow and move right. past things. You can't shove it down and put it away. True. So I think that was a beautiful message. Now, I loved this movie. You're so cute
1: because when I came home and I had to think about it, uh-huh. My only gripe was that it took so long for any of the horror to happen. Yeah, it's not a horror movie. No, it really isn't. I wouldn't look at it. I mean, there's a lot of creepy there's, things. There's horror elements. But it's, yeah, I would not categorize. I almost wouldn't categorize it as a horror movie. Like, like I Kendall's know. That's saying. why I
0: think it's, that's why I love we it. Love probably. it. <laughs> it's <and I'm> like, <laughs> so
1: beautiful. Because they touched on the horror part aspect of it. Maybe like it felt like 10 minutes. It was a long movie. How long it? was, was it? two hours. Yeah, about two hours. But yeah. they didn't do, like... <sighs> the horror stuff moves quickly. <laughs> it moves so quickly, and it's the same things, and pretty much. And it's not the
0: focus. Well, yeah, because it's astral projection. You know the further. Right.
1: But it goes back to the further, but it doesn't stay in the further very long. Like, yeah. you're in
0: there for, like, what, 10 minutes, maybe? But it's probably a lot longer than 10 minutes, but it just doesn't feel like it's yeah they move that quickly because it moves it. very quickly yeah. that part of the story moves it fast. just like
1: went so fast and yeah. then you're like that's it and then you're like done
0: the main part of the story is them discovering that they know what the further is right because <laughs> and then they jump into
1: it so quickly there's nobody mm-hmm. else involved it's like just them i mean the girl the the roommate was a little bit but like uh-huh. it was just so fast for me and i was like i want more horror
0: yeah i want more scary it's stuff. not a horror movie no it's a love story about a family coming back together. Yeah. There are a lot of scary things. There are a lot of things that are going to make you jump. There's oh, a lot man. of like waiting because you know something's going to happen in this moment. He delays things. The yeah. way he
1: filmed this horror parts, yeah. he like pushed the envelope. I was like, it's going to happen now. It's
0: going to happen now. Yeah. And
1: I'm like waiting and waiting and like trying to cover my eyes. I'm like, wait, nope, nothing he happened. And an then ang- all of a
0: sudden it does it, you know. He gets an MRI. Or, uh, yes. Yes, right and that, that i forgot to scary. tell my husband
1: about that i need to remind him about that one that scene
0: oh man but anyway yeah that's
1: there's some there's some creepy things but as a horror movie in general
0: it's not really a horror movie yeah it's a wonderful beautiful way to wrap up this trilogy exactly i thought it was a beautiful story look at you i liked it a oh, lot good it was very sweet it was very sweet and it was nice to like get that shared combined it, when you're in a theater, it's very different watching a scary movie. Oh, very movie different because you have
1: to focus on it. And, and,
0: well, you have to focus on it. But like everybody is having that shared experience. Yes. So like I understand why people go see horror films. There you go. Because the whole theater jumps. Yeah. And, then, and then you hear everybody laughing. And then your seat vibrates. Like, yeah, that was cool. I was like, seat vibrating. If you can watch this in a prime theater, it's worth that experience. That was pretty cool. Because there is one moment... With the heartbeats, the heart oh, monitor. Oh, yeah, that was so cool. That was a cool moment. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I like that. Well, okay. how many stitches would you give it? I'm going to give this one, like, an eight. Okay. I, I loved it. I thought it was very sweet. That is sweet. Okay, yeah. as a horror movie buff, though, for me. It, it's going to be low,
1: I know. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, like, a 6.5. I'm going to okay, I'm going to so, match IMDb. Yeah,
0: match IMDb. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Still good. There's a lot of good horror elements, but. Just like I came out going, okay. I'm glad I saw it in a theater, but if I didn't see it in a theater and I saw it at home, I think I'd be a little more bored, probably. Right? Yeah. So darn it. But I loved it in the theater. I'm glad yeah, I got to yeah, see it yeah. with you. We had fun.
0: Yeah. Like we, you were like, Ooh, oh, oh. <laughs> Nicole makes a lot of noises, and I just hit. Yeah. <laughs> like Nicole, Nicole. She's like, Ooh, ah! Oh, no, no. Oh, I just kept oh. like, No. <laughs> it's so fun. I love. I what if the people sitting next you. to us
1: was like these are girls are annoying
0: <laughs> no well the guys on on that were sitting next to me they were jumping Really? yeah no, yeah at least funny. the 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 one that wasn't immediately next to me the with the one next to him he uh, was like oh, i saw him oh, actually nice. like, physically get up a i saw people days. laughing like, too yeah yeah the i guy, was laughing yeah there's I'd some funny parts yeah
1: the guys next to me, there's a, it was a couple, and I, I don't know if they were like on a date or if they've mm-hmm. been together for a while. They but, seemed kind of cool. Yeah, they
0: were like trying to be macho. I think I was yeah. like, oh no, this no. is fun. The fun part is like letting yourself get scared yes. and like letting yourself jump, and then yeah, having everybody around you do that. Yep. Yeah, so, I yeah. Ju-
1: I totally twin- <laughs> like I forgot what how, which one scene it was, but I know I remember I like jumped and no one else did. Oh <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, I, was like, ah! I didn't
0: jump. No. Oh wow, that's you. Crazy. You
1: saw. I think you did something, but it was like me who like
0: it was like one of those knee, <laughs> knee gut uh, reactions it so. oh, anyway, that, that was, was fun. fun yay yeah well go see it go yeah. see insidious behind what is it the red, red door. door yeah i thought it was a beautiful love story yay. so i like it yay go see it go see it Okay, so we've reached the end of another amazing episode. This was a long one. I know. We've done a couple long ones in a row. We're getting way (laughs) long-winded. This is why my words don't work after a while. (laughs) (laughs) So listen to the podcast before my words stop working. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers.